Well, I'm full of joy, but also sorrow that we're really towards the end. Uh, well, this will be the last day that I am expounding uh, St. Paul's uh, teaching from the Epistle to the Romans uh, before you all. And uh, we have just one more reading from chapter 16 of Romans tomorrow. And it's been a great privilege, really, to be able to go through all of Romans together. I mean, we went through the entire epistle over the course of three weeks. Uh, some, obviously, verses here and there were left out. But for the most part, you know, we, we covered the meat of it over the course of three weeks. And the lectionary is uh, designed like that. The Second Vatican Council uh, revised the lectionary so that there would be more continuous reading and more content of the Bible being placed before us on a daily basis and on a, a every Sunday as well. So uh, it's the mind of the church to be uh, kind of emphasizing the Bible. The church uh, earnestly exhorts her children to study the Bible. And um, so I'd like to, basically that would be kind of my message today, but I'll, I'll do it by way of discussing uh, something very fascinating about St. Paul. Uh, and his um, self-understanding of his own uh, call to be an apostle. In the Old Testament, I'm going to, speaking of Bibles, I'm going to pull out my Bible here. In the Old Testament, there's a very uh, important prophecy from Isaiah. And it's uh, referred to as the suffering servant. So there's these various passages all throughout Isaiah that feature this servant of the Lord who's going to come and he's going to uh, bring light and truth to all the nations, as well as to Israel. And he is uh, going to suffer for the atonement of the sins of, uh, of mankind. And uh, we understand in the New Testament authors and the early evangelists and apostles, they understand that prophecy to be fulfilled primarily, of course, in Jesus. But what's very fascinating is that St. Paul also... Uh, sees his own ministry as a fulfillment of those prophecies about the suffering servant. Uh, and uh, the, Luke, um, who writes the book of Acts, also kind of portrays uh, uh, to us that, that as well. And so here is from Isaiah 42. It says, I have given you as a covenant to the people of Israel, okay, so the people is a reference to Israel, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind. So this, the suffering servant is going to be uh, a covenant for the people of Israel. He's going to be a light to the nations to open the eyes that are blind. And then a little later on in Isaiah 49, it says, Is it too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel? I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. So we've got this uh, very clear prophecy about this servant who's going to come along and he's going to be um, uh, for the glory of Israel, for the restoration of Israel, and also for salvation to all the nations. And of course, I think we can all recall uh, the, the uh, famous prophecy of Simeon when our Lord is born and he's brought into the temple. Simeon comes up to Mary and Joseph and he takes the baby Jesus into his hand and he he, he himself gives a kind of a prophetic uh, proclamation, and he says, uh, t- speaking of the baby Jesus, he says uh, that God has given him as a light for revelation to the Gentiles 
and for glory to thy people Israel. But uh, what's really amazing is, okay, so we've got this identity of Jesus as the suffering servant who's going to be lights to the nations. Uh, but St. Paul uh, portrays himself as that way and is portrayed that way in the rest of the Bible. So if we go into the book of Acts uh, in chapter 13, St. Paul is preaching first to the Jews in this one particular synagogue, and then the, when they reject his message, he decides to go. He says, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. And he says, for so the Lord has commanded us speaking about himself and Barnabas, saying, I have set you as a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the uttermost parts of the earth. And, uh, you know, this would be one of many passages. Uh, There's another one when Christ himself appears to St. Paul um, on the road to Damascus. Uh, he uh, He says to him, I send you to open their eyes, the eyes of the Gentiles, that they may turn from darkness to light. And so uh, the suffering servant is going to bring light to the Gentiles, um, but Paul has this kind of a participatory role in that calling of the suffering servant. And in the chapter that we're in right now in Romans chapter 15, St. Paul has just got done saying to us that Jesus was a minister to the circumcised for the sake of the uh, fulfillment of promises to the fathers. And when you note Jesus' ministry and the days of his earthly ministry, he was specifically went to Jews and not to Gentiles. Okay, he says at one point, I have uh, not been sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But yet we have a prophecy that that Jesus is going to be a light to the nations as well as to the Jews. How's that going to be fulfilled? It's fulfilled through the apostles and through the church. It's fulfilled through us. We, corporately, are the suffering servant that is called to bring the light of the truth to the nations. It's an awesome, awesome vocation. We are called to be light to the nations, to open up the eyes of the blind. And when we speak of light, we speak of knowledge. We have true knowledge that's been given to us by Jesus. And uh, it's here in the Bible. St. Paul says in our reading today, he says, I am convinced about you, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to admonish one another. And so it's a, a great vocation for us as Catholic Christians to know our faith and to know the Bible. Uh, I just encourage us all uh, to to read Scripture on a daily basis, to meditate on it, to ingest it, to chew on it, to let it become part of who you are so that you can be light to the nations. And uh, just by way of uh, kind of a little plug here, I don't get any royalties or any... Uh, you know, uh, ben- uh, monetary benefits for kickback from this, but I do, I do promote, uh, what's called the Ignatius, uh, study Bible. And they just have the New Testament. They're working on the Old Testament. And it's very important because the Bible's a big, thick, complicated, incredibly, you know, mysterious book. It's important to have a good commentary along with it. And this is the, the best out there in English for your average layperson. So I, I, I highly recommend the Ignatius Study Bible, New Testament. Uh, the annotations and the introductory essays for each of the books of the New Testament 
are outstandingly good. And so I recommend that to you uh, so that together we can be, as St. Paul says, full of goodness, uh, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another, and uh, to be that light to the nations.